Hey there, it's me, Denise Lee, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast, where we help improve your mindset and your money. And in today's episode, this is a favorite of mine that I, I find myself coming back and back again. And this is about creating contagious content. This is about how to have people just engaged and having fun with the stuff that you put online. So we're going to examine how to do this coming to you after this short break. And we're back. And if you've been listening for one or perhaps many episodes, either way, I'm so glad you're here and you're spending your time with me. I know that you've got a whole bunch of other places that you can be. And so I'm just really grateful for your time. Now let's talk about content. This is definitely something that's near and dear to my heart for a lot of different reasons. And it kind of really starts around 2018. And this was really kind of from a a place where I just had no clue how to, you know, speak online. I was working off the, the premise of Everything more or less had to be like a watered-down version of Gina DeVee where you showcase this beautiful, elegant photo of yourself doing something like holding ice cream or you know sipping tea or chatting and you just have this long, tearful, emotion-packed uh, narrative and at the end there was a call to action um, statement like, you know, if you, if you want more help or you want to do something, you know, send me a message at the end, blah, 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 blah. And... I really thought that I had to model that because that's kind of what I saw everybody else did. And I felt like, well, if if they're doing it and they're getting sales, maybe I should do it. And I did it for a little bit. And then I stopped because it just seemed terribly inauthentic and not me. And surprise, surprise, I wasn't really connecting with anybody. And so... I had to, A, get some help because <laughs> I didn't really know what I was doing. You know, I just thought that I can just copy and paste what I saw other people doing. And I had a, I, I, I took some copywriting classes and, again, I talked with people, um, coaches and whatnot about, like, the art of writing in a, a natural way that was me. And so this is more of like a high-level conversation that I have by no means. This is everything in in this entirety. Um, I'm, if you need help, I, you know, please send me a message to hello, denisegeely.com. Like to talk with you more about it in detail if you feel like you need to go in more depth. But I just want to just preface this and, and show you that I'm going to try as much as I can to talk with you just on a general high level overview, but there's a lot more nuance in terms of like your particular brand and your particular flavor and how you want to present yourself. So I just want to just say that in advance. So right now I'm just going to go over the overview of what we're going to talk about and then we're going to go into detail. So these are the notes that I have about creating content and this is uh, organic. Now the way that you do Facebook like Facebook ads or paid ads is completely different flavor. And I can definitely go into it if anybody asks me to in the future. Um, I can I can definitely make a podcast on that because the way that I write on an ad is not the same as the way I write for just a regular organic post, right? So just understand that you the tonality has to change um, because 
you want to make the most out of obviously an ad, right? So I'm I'm not as as relaxed in my in my writing as I am when I'm um, making a post. So I just want to make sure that we're all uh, kind of super clear on that. Okay. That being said, let's get into the overview. So the first step um, and the most important step is find a place where you want to be. Number two, get a strategy together that highlights your area expertise. Number three, create a consistent schedule. Number four, engage with your followers. And lastly, five, be flexible and ready to pivot. So that let's now get into each step. So number one is find a place where you want to be. Now, I, for those of you who have been following me, you know that I am mostly on LinkedIn now, and I love LinkedIn. Uh, that's where I post the most content. That's where I show up. Yes, I have my own Facebook group, Impactful um, in, Introverted Entrepreneurs on Facebook, but LinkedIn is kind of really my home for a lot of different reasons, and that's where you'll see me mostly engaging and talking with folks and you know whatnot. You need to be at a place where you feel comfortable and at ease and just really enjoying yourself. I find, and this is just speaking from personal experiences, that um, the reason why we can't really write as easy and as natural is we're not really enjoying the platform. That's that, That's the hard lesson that I've learned. Like, for example, I could not for the life of me really write posts that were engaging on Instagram. I, I tried so hard. Um, I do have a uh, significant large following on Twitter, but that is my personal account. And I talk about things which uh, they're not considered mainstream. So I don't really talk about that stuff. But for my business, for, you know, working with get working with clients and obtaining new clients, like LinkedIn's where I, I feel the most authentic. I can be more, more relaxed put my hair down, so to speak, and just really have a good fun time. So I would just kindly think, like allow yourself to think and ask yourself, like, where am I having the most fun? Am I, should I be smiling and making videos on TikTok? Should I be on Instagram? Should I be on, am I more of like a laid back, you know, not really active user? Should I be on Pinterest? Should I, am I, you know, short, um, enjoying making short little statements or little videos? Should I be on Twitter? Like the world is your oyster in terms of where you want to be online. So I definitely don't want to tell you and say, well, you have to be on LinkedIn just because Denise is on LinkedIn. That's not the case. Find a place you like, one to two places. Really, honestly, if you're first starting, if you're starting out, you're trying to grow some traction in your business, like find one place that you like, you can just spend all day if you so wanted to and just double down and have fun with it. Do not feel like you have to be everywhere. That's the biggest mistake that I made when I first started off my business where I was on, I had a Facebook account, I had a Twitter account, I had an Instagram account, I had like, oh, I'm cross posting and, and, and all this other stuff. And I, you know, and yeah, you can make a scheduler and you can have things uploaded in multiple places, but in order to really build a following in a large engaged following fast, it requires you making an active effort to build a presence on one social media platform and just sticking on it. You can't really hop and bounce around, at least not in the beginning. Now, as you grow your business, hopefully, you know, you'll outsource, you'll get a VA, a virtual assistant, or you'll get somebody who can help manage all that stuff for you. But in the in the in the beginning, right, it's not that 
easy to get that stuff done. So that's why I advise you just to have a platform that you like and then just stay on there. So that's that's my word of wisdom for that. So number two, now get a strategy together that highlights your area expertise. Now, this is definitely something that I really wish somebody told me when I first started um, kind of creating content. I just thought that I could grow my business by just mimicking what the other people said online. And that's a huge, huge, huge red flag on a lot of levels. Um, A, you're sounding like a watered-down version of somebody else, but more importantly, you're missing out on a really good opportunity to show you. Look, here's the thing. People want to buy from people that they can know, like, and trust. They can build that rapport. They can build that level of, of camaraderie. And that really starts with you getting open and honest about like all the things that you're you're dealing with all the things that you are you you have the most expertise and you have your strong points it doesn't happen by you trying to mimic what other people are doing it comes from you showcasing your experience your your wisdom and your knowledge and your know-how and typically we can talk with ease about the things that we are passionate about and we have a wide like depth of information resources. So I want you as your mission to just build your content all around the things that you enjoy, that you love to do. Like for example, I'm, I definitely need to be doing more podcast episodes around content creation because I'm really falling in love with it. If you've been on my LinkedIn page, you'll see that I am just going gangbusters. Sometimes I'll use GIFs, sometimes I'll use graphics, sometimes I'll use like images and videos like our text space only like I you can't hold me back I'm all over the place in terms of the the, the different types of formats that I use content and I I never thought I would l- love it the way I do now but I really do and so a lot of the things that I do is built around a strategy on how to engage with people in a diff- in a variety of ways now do you have to do it the way I do it absolutely not I definitely believe that everybody should build content in a way that is a best reflection of their personality. Um, my, I, for all my clients, they know that I have a three pillar strategy, integrity, and fun. You know, the, that's my three pillars. That's and all of the content that I do revolves around it. It's not a secret, um, but I want you to know that. And so everything that I do revolves around helping everybody just be better off than how I left them when they first read my post. Like I always try to give instant wins. What are you trying to do on your content? Like what, how do you want for people to feel like they're walking away as a winner? I definitely believe that if you're, if someone is scrolling through their screen, right? Like your, their, their feed, right? Give them a reason to want to stop, pay attention and engage with you. Engage can be even as simple as a like, you know, they don't even have the right ideal. Of course, they would write a comment, right? But you want them to be able to feel connected with you. And the way you do that is by understanding them at a deeper level. And you can't do that um, by not really understanding them on, 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 on all of, you know, their the things that they're kind of struggling and dealing with. So that's why as you 
think about your content, you create your content, your content always has to be created in tandem with the wants and the needs and the desires of your ideal client in mind. It is definitely not something that you want to do in a bubble. And so that actually, I, I, the last one I said was going to be be flexible and ready to be, and pivot. And actually, I want to talk about that right now because that is definitely something that I've learned as I've kind of been developing my content, uh, not just on LinkedIn, just in content in general, was that as things change, as things, uh, features change on the platform, or perhaps people are more uh, aware of a certain issue. I remember uh, uh, l- last year in the the changes from Facebook, um, in, uh, in terms of how it was serving as that uh, on a uh, the iOS platform and the little f- the mini feud between Facebook and um, an Apple about certain a- how ads were delivered and whatnot. Like here's the thing, I want you to understand that you know I, I noticed a lot of marketers were talking about that and their content was around that area. So I want you to start thinking to yourself like, okay, how can I stay relevant? How can I stay up and current with what's going on? I don't want to be in a vacuum, okay? You don't want to be in a vacuum um, where you're only talking about things that nobody is interested in. And so sometimes what I'll do is I will kind of just kind of scroll around my feed and comment and engage with different people to get a feel of what people are talking about, to get a feel of what is popular, and then build my content around that versus like me just writing out content and hoping that it will stick. It doesn't work that way. Um, if you're on, think of your online space as a community where everybody is talking and sharing and exchanging ideas. And in order to like really maximize that time, that experience, right? We, we have to um, be aware of what's going on and um, adjust our platform according to that. I remember uh, there was about two, three weeks ago, people were talking um, about um, engagement pods on LinkedIn. And so if you don't know what engagement pods is. It's basically where a bunch of people kind of, it could be as small as five people, up to 50 people, depending on the size of the the pod, where people will purposely drive up engagements, like, comment, share, all these people so it could expand the reach. But here's the thing about the engagement pods. It was actually a negative loop where they were only kind of seeing each other's platform each other's content and it wasn't really expanding out beyond their bubble, their pod. And plus, I think I heard that uh, LinkedIn caught, a head, caught wind of that and they're shutting down people with engagement pods. So there was actually talk within LinkedIn about people who engaged in LinkedIn pods. And so I wrote a post about it. I know other people wrote a post about it, their own perspective, their own take on engagement pods. But that's just an example of like you uh, making sure that you're aware of what's going on in your environment, what are going on with people in your network, and and and, cop- and talking about it, and not just working in isolation. So I think that's really important as you create your content. Like you have your schedule, you have your things that you want to talk about it, but you're flexible. Okay. Now let's also talk about creating a consistent schedule. This is this is definitely something that I see that kills a lot of different people is that they they want to grow their audience, they want to uh, engage, they want to have more followers, but they show up like the 
only every blue moon. And that doesn't work that way. Um, so here's the thing. This is my best tip that I have to I have uh, for you is that it, even if you don't want to be on the platform, and doesn't matter what platform you're on daily, have a scheduler. I know that or have something that will automatically upload content. I know, for example, Canva, uh, Meet Egger. I mean, there are so many different platform, um, not platform services that will uh, automatically upload your stuff on a schedule. So make sure that you're constantly giving new content, you're staying engaged with people, um, give them a reason that you will be there. Now, I want you to, this is really um, important that I want you to understand is that it's not just that you create content on the schedule once a week, twice a week, once daily. Like It doesn't really matter to me, right? What matters is that you're consistent because think about it, right? It's like you're dating someone, right? And imagine like, you know, you really like them and you care about them. And then they say, well, when you're going to show up, I'm like, and then they, they answer, well, maybe next week. I'm not sure. Who knows? Like it's the exact same concept for online where if you're not being consistent and people are not knowing when you're going to show up next, it's kind of hard to develop that loyalty and that trust and that really understanding of you. Um, if you're infrequent or you're not really engaged and you're talking, you're not really talking with people, like it really, really helps to have people know that you, you're going to be there. And this is something I want to talk about is on the realm of engagement. This is I've been learning about more and more about LinkedIn etiquette. LinkedIn is really different from the, all the other platforms that I've been to where it's been a really high emphasis on engaging and coming back with almost every single person, or at least as tried with as many people as you can to engage with your feedback. Because again, they took the time to engage with you, you turn back and you engage with them and you kind of show, showcase your appreciation and have them work like you're, you're showing your, their, I'm stumbling here. You are showing your appreciation for them taking the time to want to engage with you. I've never really had that experience on Twitter or Facebook. You know, I could usually do a thumbs up, you know, if I wanted to or, or not, nothing at all. But within LinkedIn, I've noticed that there is definitely um, a protocol for um, making sure that people feel like they're acknowledged and they're appreciated. And I've never seen any other place. So if you're on LinkedIn, you um, highly encourage you, if somebody takes the time uh, to comment, you know, to even just say reply back, thank you for so much for engaging me. Thank you for stopping by. I really appreciate you. You know, let people know that, you know, you, you really appreciate them because, again, they didn't have they're not obligated to react or engage or respond in any way, right? So just a little friendly note saying hi or heck, even a thumbs up, you know, can go a long way because you want people to keep coming back and keep engaged with you and that will help expand your reach, expand your followers um, and obviously get more sales. That's the whole moral to the story. Like, yes, it's great that we're building community, we're connecting people, but we also want sales, right? And we don't get sales unless people feel like we are helpful and friendly and approachable. Okay. And the last thing that I want to share with you is I want you to be able to be flexible with even your style of how you post. 
And what I mean by that is um, I've noticed now I'm I, right now, I can't, I can't promise you this is the way in the future, right? But for the most part, I, most of my content is really heavy on the written and less on the videos, right? Now, from six months from now, I may just be doing more videos than anything else. I don't know what I'm going to be producing, but I do know that I can't have any hard and fast rules. I can't, you know, sit here and tell you like, this is the only way that I'm going to do it. And I'm never going to pivot. And I'm always going to be on LinkedIn and blah, 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 blah. like, don't do that. Because I think for a lot of us, we get comfortable and we get set on certain ways and for how certain things should be done. And if we're not allowing ourselves to kind of pivot and, you know, reevaluate different things, we can easily get ourselves caught in a, a, a funk. Now, I want to just tell you, I, I didn't write this on my notes, but this is on my mind that I want to share with you. And it's that, you know, you got to keep on reevaluating your content uh, every three to four months, I would say. Um, I definitely um, feel like after three to four months, you know, refresh. Look at your content, you know, see if it's still applicable. See if it, you know, look at the things that perform the best and really double and triple down hard on the things that are working well for you and maybe kind of try to phase out certain things that isn't working. I definitely would advise you if you haven't done so already, get a notepad pen, start writing down some notes about what you see um, your audience engages with, why they engage with, like have like a purpose and a reason behind what you're doing. Don't just just keep making your post some type of factory where you're only publishing certain things over and over and over. Like, make this something where it's dynamic and it's definitely reflected, reflective of like the of the things that people are saying and reacting to your content. Because again, your audience, you need your audience as much as your audience needs you. It is definitely a reciprocal relationship where you give good content, they respond back, give you feedback, you go back and forth. The feedback could be no response at all. The feedback could be, you know, some some their thoughts or whatever. But the point is, you always want to make sure that you're constantly examining, refining, retooling, refocusing. And just really being adaptive to whatever comes next. Because I also did want to say that, you know, expect the platforms, either the platforms, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, whatever, you know, to tweak their algorithms, tweak the way that content is served, tweak the way that content is reached to certain people, and just be flexible with that. Um, um, Because tomorrow... Who the heck knows how the algorithms will algorithms will pump out data to your 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 network? Just don't feel like it's going to be the way it is tomorrow or next week, you know, or next year. It ha- it can't change. It's their business. They're trying to make money, and they constantly want to incentivize as many ads as possible. Let's be honest, and and they're I'm making sure that you know they can and make sure that people can spend as much time as they're on there and that the people who are enjoying the content engage with the content. So that's from you or from all the other creators that are online. So 
And that is it. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen uh, to this podcast. I know there's so much more that probably I need to discuss, like, um, but I think this is just a really good high-level overview about creating content. Um, doesn't matter what where you are, um, but if you are on LinkedIn, connect with me if you haven't done so already. Love to just continue the conversation and help you any way I can. And I am hoping that if you haven't done so already, you check me out at denisegeely.com. Got lots of resources uh, that may be able to help you um, just have more fun online. So, with that. Um, one more thing before I forget. One more thing. If you've been enjoying these podcasts and you've been listening to it for a while, I greatly appreciate a review. That way other people um, can have access to it and lets me know what you're enjoying most about it. So that's it. Thank you so much. Take care and be awesome.